This is Michael Popak with Legal AF with breaking news. Monday is not the only bad day of the week for Donald Trump this week with the Jan 6 committee voting to make a recommendation to the Department of Justice on criminal charges against Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, and others. Tuesday, the House Ways and Means Committee, which is sitting on a mother load of seven years of personal and business tax returns for Donald Trump, they will be voting whether to release all of that information, that financial valuable information to the public, meaning other prosecutors, prosecutors who currently have cases against Donald Trump, like New York Attorney General James, and around the country, and civil lawyers who also have financial fraud cases against Donald Trump are licking their chops trying to get their hands on these tax returns. It was a little a followed series of events, but starting in 2019, the House Ways and Means Committee, headed then and now by Richard Neal, sought the tax returns directly from the Internal Revenue Service, a Department of the Treasury. Because at the time Donald Trump was still in power, his Treasury Sector Secretary Steve Mnuchin refused to turn over those returns, doing the bidding of his boss, Donald Trump. It took the uh, lawsuit that was brought by the House Ways and Means Committee that was assigned, unfortunately, to a Trump-appointed judge in Trevor McFadden. Trevor McFadden finally, after two years and after the end of the 2020 election, allowed the House Ways and Means Committee to get their hands on eight years of personal and business tax returns for Donald Trump because one of their roles is uh, supervising and providing oversight to the Internal Revenue Service. And their question, which is a very good one and completely appropriate legislative intent, is how does the IRS audit function work with a president of the United States? Do we have to enhance certain rules and regulations as it relates to the president of the United States? Um, and so that is the purpose and the policy goal of the House Ways and Means Committee. Finally, that was agreed to by Judge McFadden. However, Judge McFadden, a Trump appointee, as I mentioned, also noted just gratuitously in his 48-page ruling that he hopes the House Ways and Means Committee doesn't vote to release these tax returns publicly, although in the same breath, he had to recognize that they have the full power to do that um, uh, in their, in, as a legislative body in making recommendations. And his, frankly, his um, observation as a judge is meaningless without him having entered a stay that was upheld by the D.C. Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court. You may be asking, what did the Supreme Court do about all this? Well, Donald Trump ran to the Supreme Court several months ago on an emergency application, no surprise, to have the Supreme Court um, issue a stay to stop the IRS from turning over his tax returns to the House Ways and Means Committee. It was referred first to Chief Justice Roberts, who sits over that particular court, then to the full Supreme Court. And on a vote of the Supreme Court, they declined the invitation of Donald Trump to issue that stay. So the House Ways and Means Committee is free to, in the as part of their legislative process, to vote to release the tax returns to the full House or a portion of them and to the public. That's happening this Tuesday. And if the result is, as I suspect, that the bulk of the information that is contained in those tax returns are going to be voted to be released to the public, Prosecutors around the country 
are going to be first in line to get their hands on those tax returns. The head of the line is going to be Letitia James, New York Attorney General. Um, right behind her is going to be Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan District Attorney, who's also now looking at insurance fraud and loan fraud and tying that back to Donald Trump after letting that case sit for over a year. He'll now have new evidence and new information he never had before. But there are civil lawyers, civil lawyers around the country that are handling at the present time fraud cases, civil fraud cases against Donald Trump and his children related to you know, him hawking uh, telecom uh, investments or telecom um, uh, multimedia uh, presentations and, and the like. So there are a number of lawsuits that are going on in Florida, in New York, and in other places where the civil lawyers would like to take a gander at those tax returns to see what they reveal about uh, representations that Donald Trump made as a spokesperson, as a marketer, as an advertiser, as a shill, as a grifter in selling products on licenses, much like his recent NFTs selling you know, phony um, images of himself um, that weren't even creative independent, created independently. They were scraped from the internet and catalogs and websites and where they just Photoshopped his face on it and made him into a superhero because, you know, once a grifter, always a grifter. So these tax returns are going to be a valuable commodity in the prosecutor world and the prosecutor network and civil attorneys who will try to pick the bones of Donald Trump and his children for everything that they're worth for any represent misrepresentations they made related to investments that they proposed, recommended, or marketed to the average investor, the average person. So it is a tremendous development that has not gotten much press. Uh, we're reporting on it here on Legal AF and on the Midas Media Network that on Tuesday, the House Ways and Means Committee votes to release seven years of tax returns, business and personal, for Donald Trump to the public at large, prosecutors everywhere, civil lawyers everywhere. So the focus, of course, because we're all getting a little bit of Trump fatigue, is on Monday's Jan 6th vote on a symbolic referral to the Department of Justice, a department that's already turbocharged with the arrival of Jack Smith. But the real, if you're really following closely what's happening here, the real potential financial jeopardy for Donald Trump is not the symbolic vote for a symbolic recommendation by the Jan 6 committee. It is the release of his tax returns that he has fought tooth and nail over the last four years to avoid turning over by the House Ways and Means Committee. And we will follow and follow up after the vote on Tuesday. This is Michael Popak reporting for Legal AF. At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.